0: This is the Horse Radio Network. This is lesson 14 of Equine Clicker 101 podcast on the Horse Radio Network. Trailer loading loading part two. Equine Clicker 101 is a podcast that takes you to the class to learn and practice clicker training for your horse. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. And they're awesome. (laughs) They are Jeffers Equine and Cavalier Feed. This is Shauna Karish, and in today's episode, what we're going to do is we're going to carry on from our last uh, our last lesson, which was trailer loading part one, and we're going to move into kind of closing in on the trailer. So that's what we're going to work on today and doing the things we can do to help our horses be comfortable with this. A lot of times people ask me, where can we buy clickers and, and side buckets or... It, targets or whatever it is that you might want to be working with well you can make your own things and that's one way to go but you can also find some of these things available on my website and that is www.on-target-training.com so it's on target training with the two hyphens in between and and, uh, in between on and target and target and training in case you can't figure that out all right another thing for all your other horsey needs where you can go is to jeffers equine they're an amazing company and they have awesome prices let's hear from jeffers learn more about them located in dothan alabama jeffers was founded in 1975 by dr keith jeffers in order to provide local livestock owners with a reliable and more cost-efficient source for their supplies. Fast forward 40-plus years, and today, Jeffers has become a trusted source for equine, pet, and livestock supplies all across the United States, but they've not lost sight of the personal service that got them started all those years ago. You can still visit the Jeffers store in Dothan, or you can shop online at jefferspet.com, where you will find an astounding array of products for your equine habit. From quality tack, English and Western, to the supplies and healthcare products that you have come to depend on, as well as new and innovative lines to help your horse be his or her best. Visit them today at jefferspet.com. Okay, it's lesson time. We are in class and learning about trailer loading part two. Now, remember, if you haven't listened to part one, it's kind of important. That's why this is part two, and that's part one. <laughs> so it is your prerequisite to go back and take listen to and practice the exercises that are part of episode or lesson thirteen. That was the previous episode. Um, also, in addition to that, uh, it's I, I reiterate this in the first one, the the part one. But going to the earliest lessons. Are really really important. That definitely is a prerequisite. If your horse doesn't know the target and he doesn't know the trailer or the (laughs) the target and the clicker, and he hasn't really done some of this training, then it really is going to behoove you to go back and get these pieces solid. These are parts that really help with communication as well as motivation. So go back and have a listen to the earliest lessons and like one, two, three, four are probably going to be really helpful. And then be sure to listen to lesson 13 and then you can come back and visit us here if you haven't done that already. Okay. But for a lot of you, you have done your exercise and your homework from the last lesson. So now what we're going to do, hopefully your homework went really well and your horse is actually comfortable stepping all the way into the trailer and even touching the stationary target up as far as it can go so if you have mounted a stationary target inside your trailer which I think is a great idea if you can do that somehow that hopefully your horse is going up and touching that and is comfortable staying and eating in the trailer so hopefully that's a progress you made so the horse is there they're eating comfortably and remember this is this is for every single lesson we do if your horse stops eating Typically, my first worry is that that is worry, that that is them being over threshold. When horses are nervous, they will choose not to eat. So it's not necessarily... A satiation thing where they're not hungry, it oftentimes means that they are over threshold. Now, sometimes it's just a blip on the screen. Something startle them and they stop. And for a moment, they have to get their adrenaline back down. You can even take them back out and say, let's walk around a bit and make sure that they're eating. And if they are eating outside, then bring them back in and see if we can't get back on track. If not, again, it means maybe you need to take a step back and remind them, you know, take those steps and build on those building blocks again to get there again. Okay, so now if your horse I'm going with Pito, who's the guy I've been working with, and I've got it where he can go right up, he can go in, we walk up together, I duck under the chest bar, and I can point out the stationary target and he goes to it. And so he goes and he touches that. And in fact, when I kind of pop up out from under the manger you know, it's kind of awkward, the front of the trailer, When do you have a manger there? Um, he's already going to the stationary target. So he knows now what is coming last, next. And he's kind of there when I kind of duck under and stand back up. So that's good. That means he's really comfortable. He knows what to do. He knows this is an opportunity for reinforcement. So we're in a really good place. So now what I'm going to do is instead this time, I'm going to start off and we're going to kind of remind them where we are. And then what we're going to do is build up to trying to get them to go past us. Because ideally what I want from pedo or from any horse learning to load, again, everybody's trailer's different. But for this trailer, I want him to load up in, me be able to close that butt bar and him stay, and then me go up and be able to feed him and then hook him up. You know, and so that's what I want ultimately to be on the reverse order. When I get someplace, I want to be, you know, let's say I'm now i ready to unload. I want to be able to unload, I mean, to unhook him, go around, unhook the butt bar, go run back up and feed him and have him wait there that he knows part of this exercise is to wait in the front until I come back up there and walk him out. So this is really an important part and it is important piece of it. And this is where that, if you can have that, either a manger or you have something a hay net or you can hang something that they can really be eating a bunch up there in the front. Sometimes you can get those over the fence buckets that can hang and so that they learn this is kind of a stationing place. I stay here. This is where the human comes and feeds me. So that they just learn she's coming back here. I'm just going to wait here. I talk about this in uh you know a lot actually that there was a time working at the Dolphin Lagoon and that was a natural lagoon and the, the, we had catwalks that are wooden catwalks and we had a place we'd make food out there. Well, pretty soon we had a pelican coming around and he kind of had, we he kind of became a little mascot. We called him Smash Beak. And then, cause he clearly had some accident with his beak and then pretty soon he invited his friends and we had... Like 24 of his friends were there with him and it was impossible to make the food for the dolphin sessions because you have these giant pelicans snapping at your hands trying to get the fish. So I said, okay, we got to stop this. So what I did is we started feeding the pelicans on a hill over across the way. So I just take a handful of smell and throw them over on the hill. Well, they would all scramble over there. They didn't fly. They kind of ran over there. I mean, they did float normally, but they decided to, to run to the hill. So they'd all scramble over there. And pretty soon, within a day, all 24 of those pelicans were sitting on the hill, just watching and waiting because they knew this is where the food happens. So this is where I'm going to stay. Now, these pelicans had no other training. So it's not like they were, you know, we trained them to do this, but we did condition it. We essentially trained it by simply teaching them this is where the food is going to come now so it was where they learned to stand we want that with our horses where they just learn i'm just staying up here in the manger because this is where she's going to do most all of the feeding for this this behavior so that part's really important if you can get there okay okay so that's what we're going to work on with the uh you know, I, and I I talked a little bit again. I'm going to remind you, and hopefully, I forgot to put this in your exercise. Be sure you go slow about this: foot on, foot off, foot on, foot off, two feet on, two feet off, three feet on, three feet off. So that exercise in itself becomes quite a skill and easy to do. I find it's really important for both the step up on the ramp, but backing out of any trailer. But the step up is particularly a challenge. So you want to be sure that part really got woven into your exercise. Also with the, um, we didn't get far enough along with pedo that I was actually having him get in, but during the exercise I realized I didn't really cover that enough. So take those steps and get him to do that. And we also started at a gradient where it's more, um, it's more the the gradual and so sometimes then I get to work towards a more natural gradient but I really find the step up is the one that can be the most uh, disconcerting for a lot of horses so really making sure they have that skill down anyway okay then next what we're going to do is we want them to get into the trailer where they will go past us and they can go up to hold on the target so one of the things I'm going to do a lot of times is I'm going to run when they're up there, I'm going to not click. I'm going to run around. I'm gonna be on the side where the door is open and where they are. And I'm going to run around, come up there, click and feed and feed and feed and feed. And then I'll go to the back again and then i will come up again, click and feed and feed and feed. I'm feeding enough that they are going to stay there because they're not going to run out of food. But I want to get them used to the, the human, the lady comes back up here and feeds. So I'm going to start doing that from outside of the ramp. So that is where we want to do is getting them to go past us. Now, we may have to start where we're in with them a little bit, where we we are partway in but looking for them to go past us up until now we have been front and center with them but during training of the stationary target way back in one of the earlier lessons i don't remember if it was maybe four we worked on that, but going to the stationary target, check, check lesson four, that might be where it was, but we taught them to go past us, to go to the stationary target. So they do understand this concept, but within this, this context, they may not get that because they're like, we've done it like this. We've done it like this. As we shift this, let's not take it for granted that they should know this. Let's understand that we may need to help them out. So we can get kind of get up there with them if we need to be up on that part since the, the the door is still ajar. If we can get up and kind of point it out a little bit closer and then from a little further away till a little further away where we come up and feed it while they're in, and then finally getting to the ramp where we can run around to the outside and do it. So that may be hard to picture, but I think as you start doing it, it's not quite as hard to picture. Now, let's say we have a slant load. So my criteria for when I'm teaching a slant load is I want to teach them when I point them in, they go in, I'm going to come in and shut the door, shut the divider. And then what I'm going to do is come out and run around and then go feed them in their manger. So Again, it's kind of the same sort of thing we're working towards. It's just a little bit of a different, it's a little more time, frankly. And I, on the opposite side of that, I want it when I open that door, they stay there. And then we come around and they will stay there. I can run around, go feed, 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 and then I come back in and lead them out. So they learn to wait there until they're let out, whether it's a slant load or a straight load. With the, the slant load, I find it's easier to work with two people oftentimes in the beginning, the earliest stages, because there can be somebody there that can buy you a little bit more time when with the uh, the, the the two horse, it's easy to get around it's quicker process and you're more in proximity but with a straight load you kind of have especially if it's like a 4 horse or 6 horse you've got a ways to get around so sending them to a person can be a great way to go so that's just kind of food for thought so that's what we're going to do we're going to work on the getting them where we can hopefully close the ramp today or close the uh close the the divider today so that we can get them comfortable with that once we have, but I'm going to talk you through the next part because this is still, there's still more pieces to this puzzle that can be quite challenging. And one is closing up the door. As you close things up, we, we take the brightness away. You know, we've made it feel rather open and inviting and not closed and not. So work on one little piece at a time and remember safety is always paramount. So be sure that there If you you go to start wanting to move that back ramp up and down, be sure that you that they're really under threshold. This is a time that even though I may have the windows open as we're doing the loading when they can get out, at this point in time I put the little bars up. I don't I want to be sure that I'm thinking of safety first. I make sure there's a divider between you know, me in the front. So they can't be thinking they're just going to scoot out the front. But really when we're paying attention to threshold and being sure that they're relaxed and confident, that all these little pieces are good, we shouldn't get to that place. But, you know, we've all been in those situations where like, I'm keeping you below threshold. We're all calm. We're all good. And poof, all of a sudden you're way over threshold and you didn't see it coming out anywhere so knowing that those times can happen as much as we struggle to avoid them they can happen so always think of the safety as you're kind of moving into these next elements because this does this part does contain its confinement you know and the confinement is oftentimes what can be worrisome you know a horse who's worried also one of the things they can do sometimes is go grain or pick pick up grain or go grain. And it looks very casual and relaxed. It looks rather aloof, but it can be an avoidance behavior. So it's important to keep that in mind that sometimes that is actually telling you, I'm more nervous than you might let on. So okie dokie. So that's where we're going to start today. And. And the the next component, after we can get them closed up, which I'm not really going to worry about the ramp today. I'm just going to worry about the divider today. But it's going to be the same process where you you lift it a little, put it down. Can you jiggle the pieces? Can you lift it up, put it down? Lift it up, put it down. If that's good, you can run up and feed, 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 feed. You'll leave it there. And then we're going to move on to the next element after that is going to be moving. And if you can, if you have a trailer that is safe to do this, I would do the first little moving things with you in the trailer, but in a separate section. So if it is a slant load, sometimes it has a little uh, running board that you can stand on so you can be at the window while somebody else drives three feet and drives three feet. And you can click and reinforce them for relaxing with that. You can have them target during the movement. So that's great. Sometimes as you get to bigger movement, I will sometimes be in another a uh, stall in a slant load, but I make sure that I've got a safe divider between us. So if something does happen that I can be in a safe place because technically it is illegal to drive with your horse in the trailer, but I have done it <laughs> because it tells me a lot. So, but you could do it on your farm, just have somebody and you can have your phone on. So you can be talking to the person who's driving. So you can say, stop, go, you know, without having to yell and scream, but you can tell them, you know, stop, go, go again, stop a bit, slow a bit. So you can move just little bits in reaction to your horse and what you're seeing. And then that part is really important. And then the follow-up to that. So, and then if you have a two horse, you can sometimes be, on the other side so you're not right at the chest bar right in front of them that if feet start flying you can be really in a bad place but maybe you can be on the other side of the chest bar or you can be outside of a tack room window or mean, a tack room uh well sometimes you can be in the tack room itself actually but sometimes you can have a you know you have a drop window in the in the man door up there at the front. So think of different ways, but be sure you're keeping yourself really safe. You can't, you don't want to be taking chances because again, this is a place where they can go over threshold and worry. And then the next part, we're actually going to talk more about this in the following lesson is we're going to talk more about what do we do when we get to a strange place? This is going to be a desensitization process, but a lot of times part of trailer loading and the scary part of trailer loading is landing in the new place and getting out with all this too much stuff going on and it's scary and my, where are my friends and I'm by myself and where's my human and are you leaving and and all those pieces. So we're going to talk more about that in the next episode, but we're going to talk beyond just that. We're going to talk about just some general uh, desensitization work. But for day, for today, we're going to work on that closing up the uh, the divider, getting them to go ahead of us and closing up the divider. But again, by now they should all be pretty comfortable with all this part. There shouldn't be worry and concern. And we'll see kind of how we go from there. Okie dokie. So I think that that's great. What I want you to do is I want you to. Turn off your podcast in a minute. I want you to get your trailer to that safe place, wherever it is you've been working at it. That's where I suggest you work at it again. You can try it other places later, but for now, we want to continue to work at Liberty. So the halter and lead rope will come later after they're showing us that they've really got this part worked out and they're really comfortable. So for now, we want to keep that at your uh, Liberty Arena or wherever you can work them, if you can work them at Liberty, actually, I should say. And let's get to that place. Get yourself your target, get your clickers, get your targets in your cones, see that your stationary target is mounted and get lots of food. And then of course, get your horse and then we'll get back together and we'll carry on with our lap time. Talk to you in a minute. okie dokie, welcome back. Now we are, as I mentioned and you know from the previous exercise, I'm working with Pito. Pito is in a good place he will he's comfortable. he goes in and he's comfortable and again I'm working in the Liberty Paddock and I have the two horse straight load trailer with uh, the ramp and a man door out the front just setting the set scene as it were. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take him in and I'm going to do, I'm gonna walk, we're walking over to the trailer now cause it's kind of a big Liberty paddock. But what I'm gonna do is I'm going to remind him where we've been successful so far. So going up and pointing out the stationary target, but I'm going up with him. Cause this is what we've done and this is where we got, I'm gonna go up and I go, duck under the bar. And here we go, we're actually to the ramp. And he stomps right up with me. And he is very good. Could you target? And I kind of said it as I ducked under. But when I come up target, good boy. There he is. He's right there already. And I'm going to click and I'm going to, I'm dumping handfuls of feed in his uh, manger right now. So I kind of gave him a couple handfuls. And right now, like I said, I want the manger to be what's feeding him more than my hands. So he thinks, stay at this manger. The manger is my friend. The feed buck is my friend, whatever it is. And I also will, at this point now, I've hung a hay net. So he also has a hay net here that he can eat on if he, if for some reason he wants to chew on hay too. So it's just kind of getting him to think if the food runs out, there's still hay. This is a dining station. It's a buffet. Okay, so that's great. I'm gonna ask him to back out with me. So, Pito, back out. Good boy. Good boy. Okay, nice. And I got reinforcing for that. I've been reinforcing him much more for going in than out, but walking out and waiting is also quite nice. So I reinforced him for that part. Okay. So now what I'm going to do, this time I'm going to shift it a bit. I have my, um, he is loading on the passenger side essentially. So the door opens towards the driver's side and my open door is on the passenger side. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of walk up with him from the driver's side going into where it's still wide because the divider is open and I'm going to give him a point. So Pito, and what I do is I give him a point. I kind of take a step forward, which kind of makes him feel like we're both going forward, but then hopefully he can carry on with the target. So it's kind of like a relay race with a baton. (laughs) I'm passing him on to the target. So they step up. Okay, Pito, ready? Let's go. Okay, target. Target. Excellent, click. And good so what I did as I gave him a step I was probably three feet back because it starts to get a little closer there so I was about three feet back and he didn't quite he kind of stopped with me because he's so good at Liberty leading so I kind of needed to take I kind of lunged forward not lunge. that sounds very active I just stepped forward again on my foot to kind of give me a little more reach and a little bit more propulsion forward so he and then he went to it so that was great and I fed him I still threw the food up in the manger, but I kind of chucked it up there because I still want him to be up there, but he's not ready for me to run around yet. So I need to kind of keep having him think, I gotta click, I'm looking to the manger. I gotta click, I'm looking to the manger in this setting. So that was great. Okay, Pito, let's back up. Good. Now, I didn't back him all the way down because we don't even need to. And one of the things I love, I love the horses being able to stop on the ramp. Whether it's coming or going, I want them to not be scooting off of it. I want them to be able to stop right there. Wherever I say, whoa, they just stop. So if their feet, one foot's on the ramp, one foot's on the ground, whatever, they can stop with me. So I stopped him halfway. And now I'm going to give him a point again. And wait before I point him good boy I'm gonna click and feed him right there through okay I threw it up in the manger and he actually went up to it without me so that was actually bonus but what I was thinking about is that the uh, now what was I thinking about Oh, so if you have troubles with your horse going too fast up and down the ramp, that probably is a fear thing a little bit, but by now it might not be so much fear as just habit. Use the target, a handheld target and slow it down a little bit and use part of that liberty leading exercise, which is the second lesson that we did. Use some of that liberty leading where you stop, they stop. They stop, you back up, they back up. So that we kind of can slow it down a little bit. So if that is a problem for you, let's get there. Okay, back to Pito, who's good. Okay, let's back up, Pito. So now, so we're halfway again and we're just gonna stop for a second. I'm gonna slow it down and just have him stand and give him a handful for just standing with me. Because remember, what we want later is him not to scoot off the ramp not to scoot to get back there. We want him to stick with us and wait. So I'm just gonna feed him a handful or two here and make sure that his that he's just keeping his head to himself and that his energy is nice and relaxed. Again, this goes back to even the clicker conditioning part, the classically conditioning the clicker. We built in some relaxation with this behavior of keeping your head to yourself. So kind of making sure I'm keeping adrenaline low. Okay, now. I did have that little bonus where I threw the food up and he just went up there So i'm thinking i'm getting a little that was a that was good information for me to have Okay, so now i'm not going to go up now that he feels rather fluid with this. I'm not going up quite as far I'm going to stay back an extra foot. So i'm kind of Probably four feet away now So let's see. Okay, but i'm going to walk The couple feet up, and then give him that fluid point with a step forward to help encourage that forward momentum. So let's go. Okay, Pito, ready? Target. Excellent. That was great. So I'm scooting up, and I'm I'm scooting up right next to him, scooching up by his head, so I can I threw three handfuls, in his big handfuls, into his manger. So I want again to learn to stay there, but that was really good. He went up there and what was even great when I clicked, I felt like he was waiting there. You know, sometimes they're going to come right. They start to back out with me and that's okay. I just still run up and put it in the manger. But at that point I felt like he actually looked like, and... Service Madame. So it was good because he waited there. He, he knew I was going to come up there And that's really good because you don't always get that right away So if your horse he's eating because he's got a few in there. So if your horse backs up, then That's okay. You just keep going forward and tossing in that manger. He'll get the idea that it's coming in the manger Okay, so now that he did well with that now you may need to practice that a couple times but I'm feeling pretty good about him. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to go. So I'm backing him all the way out now. So we're backing all the way down that ramp. And that, that's good. And as we're at the bottom of the ramp, I just stopped. He's facing me. I, I'm click and fed. I'm feeding him just for standing right there. Because I want when he unloads and the world's all around him, I'm his focus, not who's running in the paddock next to me and who's this. I want him to just think, yep, we're still together. So that was excellent. Now this time I'm going to be leading him up. So I'm taking kind of a circle. righty. so this time I'm going to send him from the driver's side still. And I'm going to be kind of more off the ramp than on the ramp and see if that is too much. It might be, but we'll give it a shot. I can always step a step forward or two. Okay. So we did big circle and we're coming, approaching and okay. And target. Excellent. That was good. And now I'm going up to feed him. I, so I clicked him and what was good. He stopped for a minute. He looked at me like, are you coming? And, and this is really hard for people, but I gave him a moment to make a decision. I thought, what are you going to do with this? And he thought, he looked at me for a minute and then he moved forward he said okay i'm going he carried on like he stopped and he thought and he made a great decision i actually clicked that decision before he even got to the target because i like as soon as i saw him looking at me and hesitating and then think i'm going forward i love that because that was him choosing to go up to the target. So I love that thought process and that decision, and it's important to catch those moments if you can. We'll get back to moving the click back up towards the actually what we want, but that decision was really important. So I ran up and fed him a couple handfuls in there again. Now, I'm going to I'm going to practice that same exact side again to to kind of strengthen that and be sure that that was getting more solid not less solid, he could do the same thing again. But if I see him fluidly going there, then we'll move to the other side. Okay, you done? Not yet, hang on, he's licking, just licking the manger now. <laughs> okay, and what I have is those mangers that are kind of plastic and hang, so they're quite easy to rinse out. Anyway, so let's go, let's back up, good boy. And now I'm gonna walk, I gotta, we're back down now and I gotta switch to the other side and we're gonna do our Liberty leading in this little circle and that's great. And he's right with me, he's focused. And, ready, target, excellent. And click and feed. So I fed him again and I'm gonna feed him again even. So that was really good. I'm feeding him a lot for this, of course, because I feed a lot anyway. So what he's learning, and this is great, I love this, this is a fun exercise, but he went without hesitation and I was actually more on the ground than the first time. So that was good, he got it, he's really with me in this training process. And this is what happens when they get stronger with the training, they get to be better problem solvers and they get to enjoying the game. So if, if your horse is newer to it, it may need more help or if it's more, if your horse is more worried about this, they may need more help. But, but when they get better and better at it, they tend, you'll start to feel a change in them and their tension and focus. So Pito is doing amazing, frankly. I'm quite pleased with his progress. Okay, so now I'm going to go to the other side. So we're going to, I'm going to bring him back out and we're going to walk around and I'm going to go back to that other side again. So I'm going to bring him up and this time I'm sending him with me on the uh, passenger side, which is the side he's loading on, which keeps me closest to the door, the man door. So I'm going to point him up when I get there and then I'm going to try to run up there and get there and feed him before he decides to get out and wonders where I went. But remember, in even in our exercises, I was kind of stepping out. You could be stepping out a little bit and stepping back up and stepping. So it gets the idea that you're not right there. But we'll just see how this goes. This is still shifting the context pretty good. Okay. Ready, Pito? And target. Good. And I'm okay good excellent so there (laughs) that's a good boy and i just hopped right up in and i I clicked as soon as i saw his eye when i was in the front and he saw me and i went ahead and fed he was backing out a little bit but once he saw me he came back up to me so that was really really important and i try to i have to be honest i try to sneak off a little like i try to quietly dip in and get back up there and it really kind of worked with him so that was pretty good so that was great but like I said he started because I think as he heard the click he kind of thought but where is my human he just wasn't sure and then I think when he kind of saw me jump up there he stayed with me so that was really really good I fed him a bunch there of course Now we're going to do this again, and I think we're going to even we're going to save the all of the uh, The I think he's just not ready yet. He's still eating so while he's eating i'm chatting But while I think it's I don't feel comfortable enough to right now go into moving the divider I think he just needs more time at this stage. So we will we will talk about getting there later We'll talk about it in the exercises too but I think I'm going to do one more of these and if this is good, I'm going to leave it there. You know what? Never say one more time because that's like a death sentence in training. (laughs) Okay, but one more time. So I'm going to ask him to back out again. So I'm ducking under the bar and walking with him to back out. So I want that to be something I initiate and escort him with so he gets used to that. And that was great and I fed him for that. And now we're gonna take another loop and I'm gonna send him from the same side again. So we're kind of walking, kind of a biggish circle. I I want him to come straight. So I got to do a circle big enough that I feel like he's coming straight with me onto the trailer so he can load straight. So that's perfect. Okay, pedo, target to the front. Excellent. And I clicked and I'm feeding and feed, I'm going to feed a jackpot in here because that was fantastic. He did really good. I want to make a big impression. I want him to think this was the best thing ever and this is where he wants to be. And so I want to, and again, feeding it in that manger. So that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to leave that there. I think good progress without belaboring the point and asking too much and turning it into a grind. So tidy up. Once you're all done, you come meet me back here. We'll talk about a little wrap up and we'll get some homework for the next couple weeks. See you in a bit. Okay. We're about to do our wrap up and what I remember the wrap up what we're going to do is get the exercise and the homework for what you're going to do to work on for this kind of rather involved exercise training or trailer loading is is a really involved multi-dimensional piece but when it's done it's amazing when they're so good and they love trailer loading Okay. So hopefully too, in that process, you were sure to feed a lots of food. And that is really an important part of this is building that classic conditioning. And that means really using the positive reinforcement, using the food, which is so valuable and a primary reinforcement to help overcome their worry about the the trailers and things that can be aversive and scary. And so of course you want something that you can feed a lot of. And my, I choose Cavalier feed and Cavalier treats because they're low in sugar and so healthy for you. So let's learn. Learn more about cavalier it's time to add variety or that special reward in our training i love using the cavalier crunchies Their small extrude, extruded treats are rich in fiber and they're molasses free which is hard to find and they're made from carrot chunks alfalfa with a touch of herbs they're safe for all kinds of horses even horses with metabolic needs and they come in resealable buckets so they'll stay fresh between sessions and there, I, I tried them on loads of horses, and they all love them. And they even look different. They're just—they're really good. They're—they're they're great, and there's something I feel really good about feeding. And yet, they are a special treat for our horses. All righty. Okay. So there is still. I really was hoping we would get to doing the divider today, but I didn't feel like. I felt like. Peto had really made a lot of progress with this piece. So we're going to piece it out a little bit further and we're just going to deal with, we just wanted to end there because I thought it was brilliant. He did a good job. Didn't want to belabor the point until he's like, Oh, this is too much. So we ended there. So let's talk about what you would do. So what I want you to do is if your horse maybe wasn't going all the way up because Peto is a bit of a star today. And a lot of times I try not to pick the superstars. I'd rather be struggling kind of along with the people that are in the the hardest places with their horses still, or the horses having the hardest time, but Peter is a superstar. So I look like I'm a brilliant trainer, but it always doesn't go quite so well. So what we want to do is be sure that you can, if you need to spend more time where you creep right up on the other side with the open side, keep working on that side until it gets more confident and your horse will do it till you're eventually on the ground. Remember, just switching the side to the other side is actually a big shift in the context. And every time we shift context, we may lose criteria. So don't be surprised. Just help them out a little bit more and you can get up there a little bit and give them a point. They'll just end up kind of pushing their bodies over a little, but they'll straighten out. And so work on that until you get that pretty solid. So remember, get them when you go to the other side, if, when you can get them, Get your horse loading up from the the other side where you can get right to the door or the side and they'll load up that's a time that you want to go ahead and put that divider straight so that you can close it up and get them going in now really to a straight load if you have a slant load this really isn't our issue yet so don't worry about it just send them from further and further back until he can go and wait until you can run around and get to him and feed him at the window so that's going to be our next little piece and it shouldn't be that big a deal, but sometimes just that closing it in can be an association that they remember and they they, think, now this is all different. They can back out. Who cares? You just get back up there and ask them to come back in. Even if they start to back out, I'd run up to the front of my little two straight load and wait for them. And as you get back up there, feed them, feed them, feed them, and build up on that again. And they'll get there. It's just a little shift in things, but most horses are okay with that, but sometimes it might be a bigger thing for your horse. No big deal. You take the time and get that sorted out. When that is going well, if you can get the help of somebody else, what you can do is start to work on desensitizing the sounds of the locks a little bit, or the jimmying of the sounds in the back just a bit. But that's something I think we'll deal with a little bit more on our next uh our next piece too, we'll just address it before we talk about the unloading from the trailer. But I think that if you can, if you can just jimmy it, and even if it gets a little worried in that point, you can be up in the front with your horse or uh, whether it's up in the front or up in the window, depending on your style of trailer, and you can be up there. And as the horse, if he starts to back out a little bit, and now this will be quite normal that if they hear the pieces, I don't even move anything. I just start to move like the, you know, the clips and the latch and the rattling and the things that are kind of part of it. It's just that part going. And so if they hear that part and they may want to back out, I don't quit with the sound of the part. I keep this part still going because if the part quits, the jiggling that may be aversive and worrisome, then they can think, I know how to make that stop. I back out. I want to say, no, this sound is just going to keep going. You can back out if you want, but if you're straight up at the front, keep the person jiggling the sound, keep them out of the way so they're not blocking the horse's path in or out, and then just look for them to come back in until pretty soon. You'll see that they don't care about that at all. And you can, that'll be something that they, they've learned that doesn't mean anything. So that's going to be the next piece you really want to work on. But for, and when that's going good, then you can start working on, uh, doing the, Butt bar, you can swing that back and forth, could be the next piece you jiggle. They can back out if they want to, who cares? Just keep moving it, let them back out. It just keeps going and they go back up to the front. If you have a horse who's in, that would be straight load work until you can get the butt bar done. But in that for the butt bar in a two horse, I really like to have two people because sometimes once it's shut They can have a little, a little kind of, uh uh-oh, I'm in here. If we've gone slow enough, it should be very mild. I can be up at the front and say, hey, back to your targeting. And as soon as they target, I have the person unhook it. So they learn that when they target and they focus, the butt bar goes away and that they can get back out. If they back out on their own, I just wait up there until they come back up. And then we kind of repeat that process till they learn that the butt bar doesn't mean that they're trapped in here. So with a two horse, this part is a little bit of a tricky part. So you really want to be sure they're comfortable. Use the target, point out the target. You can use a handheld target, even if it's extra helpful and remind them we're just up here. We're okay. And if we lose a little ground with that, it's okay. Go back, remind them those steps and rebuild up to there again. Now, With a straight or the slant load, I find this part actually tends to be a little bit easier. I will have a lot of times have the person at the front. So I do try to go into two people if I can. So the person is at the front and I will, a lot of times I'll have them be at the front because I want to be in charge of moving the divider because I want to be able to sense all those little things. Sometimes people aren't as sensitive as We might be, as we kind of getting more and more attuned with the little things that show us they're over threshold, that sometimes we're going to be a better read on our horses. So I will start and I'll just start moving. Let's say the horse is lined up. He's at the, he's in the slant load. He's at the window. I just start moving that divider six inches. So it's swinging six inches back and forth, just against the wall that may be enough for the horse to want to go out and I say that's okay you go out you go back in they'll come back in and then I build that up until it actually can touch them I may touch them with my hand first to remind them until we can actually close that in a bit usually with the butt bar I find it's a little more I feel like the wall behind them is a little more settling typically, but doesn't mean that's going to be the case for everybody. So build up to that part nice and slow. It doesn't matter if it sets them back a little bit, rebuild on the steps that you built it in the first place. And that's where I want you to go. So those are going to be things that you're going to work through and take your time. You know, it could be that this takes you a little bit longer. You're not ready in two weeks to go to the next part. And that again is okay. And I actually apply you for being able to take it slower and just going he's not ready and that's okay because this is his reality and if this is fearful and this is scary no matter how much we want to rationalize it it is their reality and it is their genuine fear so we need to respect that and say that's okay but we need to rebalance that and make sure that we can use that we utilize the positive reinforcement, a strong positive reinforcement like food to rebalance their emotions. And keep in mind as we get, we're going to depend on the food a bit through this process because there's so many elements, but pretty soon, like my horse Mint, he just loves loading in the trailer. He doesn't remember why he likes loading in the trailer. It just makes him feel good because the endorphins and dopamines have been a part of this process and he just likes it. He doesn't remember why he loads without food, no sweat. So we will eventually get to the point where we don't use the targets and the clicker and the food and all that part. But for now, as we're really trying to change the emotions and make sure this event, which can have a lot of scary components is actually quite good. So we want to use the food to do that. We really want to build that. There's going to be a point where they tolerate it or they kind of just start to like it, but those scales have barely tipped in our direction. We want to keep going till they really love it so that we can kind of override some little blips in the screen. We're like, oh, okay, I'm back. I love the trailer. It's a safe, good feeling for them. Anyway, so that is your homework. I know this is actually probably the biggest homework we've ever had because there's a lot of pieces there, but I know by now you guys are going to nail this. You guys are doing great and you are going to work this out brilliantly. So you're, I trust you. And if you have any problems, like I said, you just go slow. You go back and listen. If you need to listen to to the episode 13 again, you go back and do that. If you need to go all the way back and listen to stationary targeting, you go back and do that. I think that's lesson four, if I'm not mistaken, which I might be. But anyway, so I think that that is great. So I want you to work on that. And you remember, you can listen on most, you can listen to this on most of your favorite podcast players. You can also listen on the Horse Radio Network app. The app is free and it is easy to use. So it's a great way to go. You, it's also available on Android as well as your Apple devices. And you could just search in the Horse Radio Network in the app store and search for it in the app store and you will find it. And I also encourage you to look for all of their shows. There are a ton of fun shows on there. Some are very specific for disciplines. Some are just fun. Some are, you know, issue related. There's just a load of great shows on there. There's something, there's more than something for everybody. So you can go listen at the Horse Radio Network at www.horseradionetwork.com. Imagine that. And if you want to learn more about me or my training or my anything about me, you can go to www.on-target-training.com. Okay. Until next time, you enjoy getting your horse on target and on the trailer. Okay. Talk to you soon. Bye.